So getting back to our podcast, uh, thank you guys once again, second time. <laughs> second time, lucky. It's the first time, time did not se- count. Se- 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 I don't know. Did we do it first time? You don't remember for sure. <laughs> um, so we, uh, I just go with the Stephanie first. Can you introduce yourself? Because uh, we just want, now I, I want to start this, like, I want to start with like, okay, this is my name. This is what I do. And you know, like, this is kind of introduction that. Okay, I'm Stephanie, and I work in marketing, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that was brief. What else yeah. do you want me to tell you? I'm I. That's I used to work a lot in the F and B industry for marketing and PR, but now I've left it, which has been six months. No, it's only been like three months. Three months. Yeah. But you also did the your redress stuff in between. Oh yeah, but it's been on and off for like ten years. Oh, no, for 10 years. Yeah. Sustainability is her thing now. I'm trying. No, she's always, she's always in a vegan. And but now it's professional. I'm not vegan. I was never vegan, but sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes I can be. I've seen her eat fried chicken, by the way. Oh, I was Yo, very drunk. That's not a vegetarian, by the I, way. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, no, maybe there's a, they're making some sort of uh, chicken. Anyways. Yes, Dusty, sometimes Douglas, when I'm being formal and professional. Um, I'm a journalist uh, or an editor at the uh, South China Morning Post. Uh, I've been doing that for three years now. And before that, I was um, editor at Time Out Hong Kong. And... Before that, I was a, a editor in, in Shanghai as well with Time Out. Yeah, yeah, you, st- you stayed in Shanghai. That's, that's why we... We, we got to that point, that, I think, yeah, yeah. And then before, <laughs> it, before it went off the rails. <laughs> I mean, uh, thanks, thank you guys for uh, coming o- over here. We just, I mean, the podcast is all about having fun, uh, not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> She was very tired. I was so tired. I was working really hard. We don't have any uh, record of that. So. Oh, thank God. Yeah. So, I mean, you, how long have you been in Hong Kong? Because as I ask, I mean, you feel like I repeat You repeating yourself. I remember this. Yeah? That time you remember. <laughs> I so, do. It was so early. So, how long have you been in Hong Kong? Where did you study? I've been in Hong Kong since, I think, uh, I've been here for over 20 years. I moved here when I was very young from Canada. I went to high school here, so I've been here since... I guess started when I was around seven years old. And then I've lived here my whole life, high school. And then I went back to Canada for university um, at Simon Fraser, where I studied communications because I couldn't get into business school because I can't do math. Um, and then I moved back here after college. And then I, that's how I got into PR. But you want to go to business school? That was your thing or that's your parents thing? Like, you know, Asian parents. I just thought it was like the right <laughs> thing to do, right? Because I'm Asian, I guess. What is right thing to do as Asian? As I, we have to be a business school? No, I... Oh my God, this is terrible. No, I think it's just because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Because I didn't want to go to university. I wanted to stay in Hong Kong with my boyfriend when I was in high school. But obviously, I had to go to university. So I got sort of forced to go to college. And I didn't know what to study. So I first started studying fashion. And then... I realized, like, what the hell am I going to do with fashion? That's ridiculous. Really? There's no living with the fashion? Uh, <laughs> like, living wages, you know? Like I, the- I, I think <laughs> I just, I, I feel like it was just too, like, specific. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you do, like, ma- marketing, you can do marketing for everything. But if you do, like, fashion marketing, you're kind of stuck in, like, th- that industry if you study that too specifically. That's why, like, I didn't know what to do. So I was like, oh, I'll just apply to business school. So I tried to do a lot of, like, 
calculus classes and algebra classes, and I just couldn't. I couldn't. I tried. What is that? Exactly. But I think it's the same. Like, I mean, I remember, like, my dad, you know, um, sent me to, like, a private school in the UK, and I think he... I think in his, like, ideal mind, I would have, like, joined some big, like, London city firm and worked in finance or in, in law or something. Um, and he was probably extremely disappointed that I didn't do any of that. <laughs> well, you finish your study and graduation. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that, was, that was all fine. But, I mean, like, like, I guess, like, Steph, I also had, like, a, no real solid idea what I wanted to do when I finished university. Is it, is, is it that kind of a thing, like, normal, right? Like, in that age, like... I don't know. Like I, I remember being around a lot of people who were like, I don't know, even like 17, they were like, right, I'm going to do these A-levels because yeah, I want to do yeah, this yeah. degree because I want to do this job. Or it's like, I want to be a pilot. I know I want to like uh, be a scientist, not a scientist, like a doctor. Like like there were people who were very clear, quite are they, are they? Yeah. Are they like success in their dream? And yeah, I have some friends who went on to be successful pilots. And are they happy? Right now, not very, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, but I think before they were very happy, yes. So th- with their job. That means... Yes. That means because people always... I mean, since we're talking about um, uh, career, people say, oh, yeah, just do what you like to do. Don't follow your... You know, like, uh, don't follow your parents or follow your friends. So no. what is, <laughs> that's just That's that easier said than done. That's also yeah. terrible advice. Like, oh, do what you love. It's like, okay, I want to go swimming in the ocean with dolphins. Okay. <laughs> Like, I would love to so do that. So you, you're trying to say that do what you like, which makes sense, or do what you like, which kind of help you to leave, or I don't know. I think it should be a guide for you. Like, I want to, so if, like, say I want to work in sustainability, so I'll slowly take steps, like, how do I get into sustainability with, like, the skills that I have now, which is marketing? So I found a sustainable sustainable company that focuses on like zero waste and stuff. And then I do the marketing for them. So I found a way to be involved in what I'm interested in with the skills that I already have, as opposed to being in university and being like, I'm going to study the environment or something. Because I think back then it wasn't really a thing. I think like 10 years ago, it probably wasn't really huge. So what do you want to do? Do you have any plan? You didn't have, right? Like you're like, no, yeah, I, I, I literally had no plan. What no. did you study in college? Tell yeah. us. History. <laughs> history. That's the thing. No, the other thing. Uh, Asian history. Oh, you studied two histories? Well, I did a master's and a BA. Yeah. So I have, I have two degrees. Yes. See, what was he going to do with that? Do well, you know no, what no, I mean? The, the funny thing was. No, he can use that in writings. Yeah. yeah. Writing now. You no. could write history books. This is, this <laughs> Not the history. <laughs> No, no, no. Hey, have you written a history book yet? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Asian history book. But it's, yeah. but it's true, though. Like, in, in a funny way, like, history turned out to be actually a very good degree for journalism. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I think the, 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 the word they use and, you know, like, um, I think the sentence, I don't know, like, it's very, very, um, what they call Define, you know, not like this something English that we speak. Yes, yes. It's like yes. you know, it's all about transferable skills, right? So yes. I mean, so history, history was, was pretty much the same. You know, you you have to do like research on a topic, like you would for for journalism. You have to write long form essays, like you would for journalism. You know, you have to like fact check, like you do for journalism. So it, in a roundabout way, um, history was actually uh, the next best thing I think to doing like a journalism degree. Because um, the, the school, the skills are essentially the same. So it's almost yeah. I think you, if you study history, you 
technically kind of going through the, the but what if if you really really in historian what is the profession for historian is a historian is a profession I, don't know. I feel like academia yeah I mean I mean everyone joked when I was doing history they were like oh what are you going to be history yeah. teacher yeah not, not even like a professor it's like you're going to be like a high school history oh, teacher oh I was just being nice I know <laughs> They were like, oh, you be a history teacher. I don't think you can be a professor of... of I, 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 I don't see you as a history teacher, honestly. Me neither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, there, there were people, I don't know about what you mean, like high school, but there, there were people like, you know, at that time who were like, oh, I'm surprised you didn't keep going with academia. Like I did my master's mm, and I thought if, because I did, I say Asian history as my yeah. master's, so like Chinese, Japanese, Korean history, um, if I... Had, was actually like good at um, one of the languages like Chinese, Japanese, Korean. Um, I may well have actually continued on and done a PhD and, and gone the academia route. But um, you know, in history, you need to be able to sort of read primary sources that are in like a native language. So you don't speak any native language in Asia? <laughs> no, no, not not nearly well enough. <laughs> even, even after like seven years in Hong Kong, like you know, everything's gone. Yeah, the Cantonese is. Um, Yeah. Is, is, but you, as you mentioned, you stay, you live in China as well, in, in Shanghai. Yeah. So, uh, Shanghai, right? Shanghai, yeah. Shanghai. How was Shanghai? Um, that was your first Asian yeah. city, I guess. Yeah, to live in, yeah. Um, I actually really liked Shanghai, um, which I know isn't necessarily like fashionable about among sort of people in Hong Kong saying you liked somewhere on the mainland. But um, um, I was there for two years and um, had a very good time. I thought it was... Very cool city, and you know a lot happening. Um, and in and in certain ways, I think it was it's actually better than Hong Kong. Um, not not every way, by by any means. But I've, I've been to uh, uh, Shanghai. It's, it's beautiful. It's, I've it's, never it's, been to Shanghai. It's, it's a beautiful city. Yeah, a lot of a lot of really nice like Art Deco buildings. Yeah, it, it, you know, I, I mean, for for me, I, I first of all I like uh, weather, cold weather. So which was yes, me too. Um, and also the you know those buildings are old style you know like this kind of cultural stuff although it's not not all of them is like Chinese Chinese culture like the other fucking French people left there the building I don't know when they were there right this kind of stuff right <laughs> they left yeah, their like, building yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, you know like, that's why like the Bund right is yeah. with all the old sort of European colonial bank buildings yeah yeah it's, it's pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah I've never been so which <laughs> I was gonna ask you which other <laughs> so for yourself out of Hong Kong apart from Canada which other city have you lived outside of no I haven't I've only lived in oh my god that's sad yeah I've only lived in Canada and Hong Kong I haven't really lived anywhere but what else. like Vancouver or Vancouver Vancouver yeah. what's the weather amazing it's amazing it's cold in the winter not that cold I think the coldest I experienced in Vancouver was like negative maybe five or something it doesn't in the city it doesn't get very cold I could be completely wrong. People are going to correct me on this for sure. Um, but in the summer, it's beautiful. It gets up to like 20s and it's dry. It's dry summer, so it's not humid. So that's why the summer there is so nice. But it's not hot. Like you're never like, well, it's never anywhere close to Hong Kong summer at all. The summer, right? Here, yeah, but uh, this this is the, actually, right now is the May. So is the, the coldest May in century. Yes. That's what I read the yeah. news somewhere. Because it was, what, 18 degrees? Yeah. Amazing. So cold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, luckily, Were you cold? Luckily, no one gets sick. <laughs> I know. So lucky, right? COVID. <laughs> But I'm, I'm going back to London next week, right? And um, I asked my friends, like, oh, what's the weather like in, in the UK right now? I need to, like, pack appropriately. 
And they were like, basically like, oh, yeah, it's, it's like Hong Kong winter in May. <laughs> <laughs> so... So t- that's a 20 difference. degrees? No, I think it's like 18, 19, maybe. And then, and we were 18 two days ago. But then the thing is, like, the, the big difference I always remember about going back to the UK is, A, it's a lot windier there. It's like, mm. for some reason, it's like super windy, as I remember, every time I go home. And um, it also, the temperature drops a lot at night. Like in Hong Kong and even right. Shanghai, it, it drops a little, but it's, it's not noticeable. Whereas back home, it really kind of... Fluctuates. Dips, like, off yeah. dark. Is is like goes minus minus? Um, I mean, in winter it will. Like, I mean, in the south it's not too bad. Maybe it'll get down to like zero minus one minus two. I guess it's it's obviously probably a bit colder up north in Scotland as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a lot colder than it is here. <laughs> I can never say it's cold here though. You literally could never say it's no, cold. No, there were some cold days in uh, last year when it was pretty cold. Yeah, if you go Super up to like cold. Tai Mo Shan or something, then Super yeah, cold. it's cold yeah, up there. It was very yeah. cold. It's, I'm, I'm, I mean, you live in Vancouver, I'm sure it's colder there. You're from UK, so definitely for us, it's so, super cold. <laughs> so, in, so how cold does it get over there then? Where? In Nepal. Um, is 20 degree? That's the coldest it gets. It's just, it's, yeah, if you live in a city. Man, everyone thinks, like, we're not from mountain. We, I don't know, man. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can be like some yeah, Himalaya temperature. Yeah, no, no, it's, uh, there are, it, I mean, there's Himalaya, all the um, cold mountain, but not everyone lived there, man. I, I and, stayed and, in the Himalayan mountains. Where? In Darjeeling. In Whoa. India. That's, that's India. That's yeah, but it was in the Himalayan mountains. But it's not cold, that cold. It was quite cold. I went during the summer and there was, I think it's, it was cold because there was no hot water. But in the night... <laughs> you know, that's the thing. <laughs> hot this water is terrible. Water. I feel like, did we talk about this last time? No, no we did not. No, but- <laughs> No, it was I cold. It was cold because there's no hot water, yeah. No, it, no, it was cold because of the temperature fluctuation. So daytime was like really hot yeah, yeah. and rainy, but nighttime was like, it, I had to wear like sweaters. I think it got down to like at like 10 degrees or something. Yeah, I mean, if there are places, for sure, if you go to Mount Everest, which is also Nepal, go to minus but you're 150 not degrees. Yeah, <laughs> you're not for mountains. So there are places that are very cold, yeah. but as you have to understand, it's a country. You know, there's a, there's a lot of land, so people are usually left out, left out from the mountain, and they don't want to live in cold mountain where it's a harsh living. You know, you have to climb. There are still people live there. Yes, but people have moved down to you know like a flat um, city, so it's it's hot. Yeah, but you just told us that you were a farmer, <laughs> so I just assumed we do you farming. lived in we the do farming and on, on, on the lowland as well. I mean, there's not much farming on a mountain side. Yeah. <laughs> On a mountain. Yeah, how do you know? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't. Far- I saw tea farms on the mountain. In Darjeeling. Yeah. Right? Darjeeling. I know there's a hills, aren't they, rather than mountains? It's a mountain. It's quite steep. Why do you? Why do you end up in, uh, in Darjeeling? Oh, I went for um a, a volunteer work in Darjeeling to teach English for a month. Uh, yeah, for a month in like like ten years ago. What? Yeah. Very Maybe admirable. I was in that school. I was 10 years old that time. You were not in Darjeeling? <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago, you were 10? Fuck off. I don't think so. Can you imagine if that was true? Oh, yeah, God, I don't remember you. Yeah. Like, I got your shitty test. You were an awful So, so they in, man, if you really want to go to Nepal, and, you know, this is really, uh, especially Nepal, so you can go there. I experienced, uh, my, I went to um, 
meditation retreat so i met a lot of people foreigners especially ladies they come for three months they get a arrival visa or maybe they just come for you know like meditation and traveling and tracking and they end up living there teaching for like free and just going to village by village very young people very young people Wait, so they live there for free and they teach for free? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they get paid, but the amount of money that you paid in America or Germany right, and right. You know, those places, yeah. is nothing, right? So they're kind of volunteering, teaching in the villages and enjoying their life. Yeah. What was it like for you then, teaching in Darjeeling? Oh, I, I, I think I, I fucked up a lot of kids because I'm so bad at teaching. It's just, I did, I went, I volunteered so who to... pick you? <laughs> It's not like that. It, I went through an agency. Like when I was living in Canada, I went through a British agency. So I had to pay oh. to go on this experience. So no one, no one's like paying me. I had to pay to go. So I, I thought I was going to teach English, but that was a complete lie. I ended up teaching math and like science. I don't teach math. It's very generous of you. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. But they have no calculator. So I had to teach like fifth. No, 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 listen. <laughs> I had to teach 15-year-old kids math without calculator. Do you know how to do it? I don't know. Exactly. It's long division. So I had to, like, get out my BlackBerry that I had back in the day and try to do some math on my BlackBerry to, like, do math. So you couldn't teach them. You had to, like, check it on your BlackBerry. Yeah, so every time I had to teach math, we would just play games. what made you to go and teach in... Well, because I just thought it was, like, quite boring to go back to Hong Kong every summer holiday and party. So I just thought I'd do something well, a little bit different. This is what I like about you. I think you're a very strong woman. I went, well, I wanted to go to Darjeeling by myself, but my dad wouldn't let me. So who do you go with? I went with a, a guy friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, your dad is fine? Yeah, you can go with the... I think he, he thought it was safer if I went with a guy in India, to be honest. Like, have you been to India or Nepal? No, no, I've, I've never been actually. You should try also this one month of teaching. Yeah, I think I'm too old for that now. No, it's not. No, it's fun. Yeah, it's you fun. don't have to pay. I can arrange it. You just, you I can, can do it for, yeah, for yeah, free. For free? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, honestly, it was no, fun. No, I'm not. I'm, man, fuck that. I'll pay and go to teach. I don't think this not, not my thing. But I, I, I couldn't I'm not that rich. <laughs> I'll go, okay, wait, 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 I'll pay you, I'll pay myself, and also I'll teach you. But to be fair, I paid to go, but I boarded for free, and I ate for free, because I was staying with the fa- like the family of the principal of the school. So I didn't pay for anything. And they didn't know so that was basically the fee for my living, yeah. my eating, for like a month. So what do you think, Dusty? I mean, very admirable. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure what like benefits the kids got from Steph's teaching, but um. they loved me. They loved me. They absolutely loved me. They were crying when I left. Really? Yeah. That's where you get your crying. <laughs> I mean, my, my 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 one of my sisters, she loved India. She would, you know, when uh, like around 18, 19, she used to go to India for like six months, nine months, disappear. Yeah, and this India Nepal is kind of thing. So, you, you, have you planned to go to visit any other uh, countries in in Asia? Um, not really, to be honest. Um, I mean, I've, I've got to admit, I'm not like a huge traveler. Like, I'm I'm not like you know, there are people the last two, three years in Hong Kong who have been like. Oh my god, it's terrible. We can't travel. I'm yeah, going yeah, out yeah. of my mind. No, that's this is that's I'm fake like, news right there. And these people probably travel ten one time in ten years, man. 
but I'm just like, I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm actually okay here. Like, I have friends, colleagues who are just like, oh, I, I would I would even pay money just to go to Shenzhen or Macau. It's that bad. Okay, no, I wouldn't do that. That's stupid. No, but the thing is, okay, let me, I, some people like me, like, I want to go back to Nepal. I want to visit my grandparents, right? That's something that, this is something different. Like, some people, oh, Oh, I haven't seen the airport. Oh, this is the airport. Bro, how many times you travel a year? Like, are you fucking like Elon Musk or someone? <laughs> you go like, <laughs> you do fucking like a, like a, you know, like seven, seven trips a, you know, a week? No. Nah, I mean, I, I, I know. Like, I've got a friend back in the UK who, um, you know, she's the, uh, I'm not a tourist. I'm a traveler. Okay. Kind of girl, Fuck. and it, I, I it, want it, to punch her already. Yeah, it, it does. It, 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 gonna find out? <laughs> no, no. It I makes know. me roll my eyes, but like, who I, says that? I don't pretentious assholes. Yeah. No, I actually do. I've seen so many people post on Instagram, especially recently, because everyone's been traveling, like in the past few weeks, and like they'll post so many like stories about like the airport. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I haven't seen Hong Kong International Airport in like six years or something stupid or two years. And they go and there's nothing there. I'm like, why are you excited? There's the only like F and B there is McDonald's, right. and they don't have the full McDonald's menu. So there are like four <gasps> things on the menu. Really? No. Yeah. There's no number three. <laughs> I don't know what number. Yeah, so she, so she can get the hash brown. She's yeah. okay. No, but seriously, apparently, like my sister's husband Wait, just went traveling, and it's a limited menu, and there was only McDonald's. Oh, you don't know number three. What's number three? That's a holy crime, man. What's number three? It's a chicken burger. Oh. <laughs> we all know number three. <laughs> Look, this is Sorry, the first thing, I don't know this number is the first three. Thing, when we come from Nepal, like we're just like little kids and I like, go, what do you want to eat? Because we don't supposed to eat pork and uh, uh, beef. And number three is, um, <laughs> I can, you know, number three is the best burger in the world. I don't eat beef, so, uh, yeah. Do you, So you don't eat beef and pork? Yeah. So chicken? Yeah. So number three? Number three. Noted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm actually surprised. I never realized there was a chicken burger on the menu. Wait, what the fuck? What do you eat at McDonald's? I think, <laughs> well, wait, okay, okay, let's rewind. I mean, at breakfast. You always eat McDonald's. Oh, no, you eat chicken nuggets. No, I don't. I mean, occasionally, but not normally. You ate, like, nine chicken nuggets the other day. And my daughters do the same. Like, with a burger or something. Oh, with <laughs> the burger, okay. I mean, when I go back to the UK, I'm looking forward to the chicken select. For what some is chicken what select? Is it's like these, like, fancy kind of chicken strips which for some reason you can't get in Hong Kong even though they're chicken much better select, man, than chicken nuggets make me excited now, right? <laughs> can you bring that <laughs> that can be number four yeah no 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 this like, is fucking it's, this, you know this is a legit number for that burger it's a number three okay yes I understand yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't select go to McDonald's enough. even has its own like special like upgraded like sauces in the UK so the chicken select is Called Chicken Select in McDonald's. Well, you, you, you just go in and like, oh man, I'll get like the Chicken Select. And it's like three pieces or five pieces. I thought that was like a You Select or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's called right? Tesco in the UK. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. I was like, why are you yeah. buying chicken from You Select? Well, like, you select like deep fried and breaded. <laughs> like there's cooked food. That would be quite said. handy, actually. Wait, so You Select is Tesco? Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's 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 not McDonald's. I know, but it is. Chicken select. So chicken select is McDonald's. Yes, it's not you select. Okay. <laughs> this is a different thing. That's what I was like. What are you talking about? We were talking about McDonald's number three, and now we're talking okay. about you select. No, that he said there is a. No, if you've been to a lot of um, 
cities around the world, country, they have their own type of McDonald's. If you go to India, yeah, uh, there yeah, is yeah. A, a chicken tikka burger. If you go to Japan, they have a, they have a, a, a you know, um, what I tried in Tokyo. Like very nice. Um, Hokkaido something. Yeah. They, they put some, uh, I mean, that was fish. We have a Moss Burger, right? But What's that? Moss Burger is not McDonald's. But it's like a McDonald's kind of the Japanese oh, equivalent, right, isn't it? right. Is it? I don't know. No, oh, talking about I menu items. Whatever, whatever, menu item, exactly, oh. McDonald, McDonald, and it's so, it's so surprisingly, some of the country has a unique flavor. Yeah, a no, very, very unique flavor. Very true, because my sister, she used to go to India a lot for work, yeah. and she was like, "Oh my god, the McDonald's in India is epic because they have so many vegetarian options." Yeah, yeah, vegetarian yeah, options, yeah. and the drinks are free flow, so they give you a cup. Oh, that's at the state. Maybe I thought. It's free flow, so they give a plastic cup. Yeah, this is free flow, and you just get. They will, so you say, okay, I want a uh, Fanta, so they give you a cup, not not like plastic. That's a reusable cup, so you don't take it home. Oh, you have to leave that cup there. Yeah. So you take the cup, and there's a bunch of soft drink you can pick. Just drink and drink Are and drink. Are you sure you're yeah. allowed to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's the same. Yeah, like um, everyone, all the foreigners in, in China always remark about how weird the uh, the KFC is there because it's all those like rice dishes and, and other stuff and it's whereas you know in America or UK it's just like fried chicken you know in, in KFC in China it's all about like oh rice and fried rice and chicken yeah. rice man but the chicken is best in the Jollibee have you tried Jollibee? no I've never wow. tried Jollibee oh, so, I hear man, it's amazing I tell you KFC should buy that company and fucking own that, man. Why? Seriously. KFC chicken is so fucking shit. Is it? They True. Have, they have to pay me that I eat KFC. No. And I'll think about it. What the fuck? I thought, well, I, I really hear Jollibee is really good. Jollibee is so good. Yeah. Like it's a white man. I'm, you, you're a white man approved? Well, I mean, like, you know, I don't, I'm saying we don't, we, don't, we don't even know much about, like, fried chicken, do we? Trust him. He doesn't know. But, um, no. but no. She tries, Jollibee is good, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very moist. Oh god! Oh, I've never I tried. Mean, I'm sad now that I've never tried. You know, like, tried bite it. into like KFC, it's kind of dry yeah, and yeah, stringy, yeah. but Jollibee is succulent. What number do you like at Jollibee? I don't eat every day, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want to get you want to get like the the chicken joy. Yeah, chicken joy with the rice with the mushroom sauce. Or the mash. That's like KFC. No, it's okay, different. Whatever. It's okay. K- yeah, probably KFC was better than KFC. So it's like. It's just like, uh, you know, it used to be a phone um, It looked like um, Apple. Uh, it's called Palm. Have you, do you guys know Palm phone? Oh, it brings a bell. Yeah, it's a, it's a Palm phone. So it was so fucking amazing. I bought that like an online, secondhand. No one's seen that in Hong Kong. No one. I was like 18. You can flip. And Is it with the one with a pen? No, screen touch, bro. No. Screen touch. How long ago was this? Um... Last know. year, when you were 18, <laughs> apparently. I don't know. And and then right after that, iPhone 2 or 3 came. And man, this just... So, the whole thing is like, KFC is amazing. They, they, they get great. But Jollibee is like iPhone. You should try Jollibee one time. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I'm, I can get drunk enough anymore. You could have the Did mushroom rice. Oh, so, what? oh, sorry, I forgot. You're fucking vegetarian, no? Yes. <laughs> That's why I'm not trying fucking Jollibee. I thought you were just winding her up. Yeah, I mean, me too. I was like, why would you, why would you be such a dick? I'm not trying number three. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, oh, yeah, you told me since, I don't know, how many years you've been vegetarian, right? Uh, I don't know anymore, six. Six. Is that old? Yeah. Oh, you're quite a recent. That's, I I can't remember, honestly. It was when you were, wait, you were vegetarian when I, just vegetarian when I met you? Yes. Christ. Yes. 
It's a long time. I think it was like 2015 or something. I thought you were like a long time convert. Mm. I used to love seafood and stuff. Well, you eat seafood? No. That's a lie. No, I don't. But what kind of vegetarian are you? She has like oysters sometimes. Come on. Hey, those are vegan friendly. What, what? oysters? Yeah. Oysters. Yeah, because they don't have a central nervous system. What? Real is thing. it a real thing? Yes, it's a real thing. I'm not making shit we're up. Gonna, we're going to check the fact check. You should fact check this, yeah. So, so oysters are vegetarian? They're vegan friendly, yes. So yes, vegetarian friendly. Do you know that? I mean, she, I'm, We've I talked remember about her telling me this before. I'm, I'm skeptical. I've can sent you, you articles and stuff. Can you do the, the fact check? Is it like really a... <laughs> oyster is a vegetarian? <laughs> They're not like literally vegetarian. So by, so like by definition, no oysters are not vegan. So they're not vegan. They're still living organisms, <laughs> which killing? means they can't be considered a vegan food. Given the fact, it's not surprising that oysters draw mixed response from vegans like staff. <laughs> but it is ultimately down to an individual whether they feel comfortable eating them. So Clearly, you do yeah. feel comfortable killing so living can, organisms. Yeah, you can eat the jollibee if you feel comfortable eating no, it. No, I could not <laughs> eat a jollibee. I don't. Every time I walk past it, it just like the smell is so it's good. oil. It's just like mm. grease. Yeah, nothing I'm, wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's, like, that's like the best flavor, isn't it? What chicken fat? Mmm. So, um, what is your favorite food? Oh God. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, hate no. this. I'm gonna hate this. She's like, give me my boots. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, like, you know, she's she's the vegetarian, and I'm like the uh, the carnivore. Um, I don't know, actually. I don't, I don't think I could nail it down to just one kind of. Uh, really? I can nail it down to yeah. what he doesn't I, eat. Oh. Fruit. You don't eat fruit. Any. He doesn't even touch fruit physically. Does not. It's pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> but how? But how? No, I mean, I I I don't eat fruits. But I just make a Good smoothie. Man. Okay, I, no. I, smoothie. I mean, I guess I, I could kind of hold my nose and like yeah, drink I mean, it I've seen down people it. who don't eat vegetables at all. Like I grown up not eating vegetables until I was 14. Uh-huh. Then I started eating vegetables. But now I can eat, it's fine, green, but I'm not really yeah. fancying it. But I have friends uh, who still don't eat vegetables at all. Like they can't even see one piece. <laughs> Yeah. But a lot of, I think a lot of Asians, especially, they're very just meat and rice. That's sort of like their staple diet, maybe. It's pretty good. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> no, I think. What, you don't like your blueberry coolie on your cheesecake? You just, you just get your like char su fan. Yeah, there's usually no vegetable in that. Right? You get like degrees, man. You get like two little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know why they do that. I don't know why they do it's that. It's called a balanced diet, okay? Yeah, fuck two pieces of Yeah, it's, it's like one, one vegetable and like eight pieces of tatsu. I am looking forward to going back to London, though, and eating, yes, uh, good old fashioned British food next week. They're British food? I thought fish and chips is British food. It is. <laughs> that, that, that is just one of the many it, pillars. It is, no? I'm not, I don't know. It's just one of the many pillars of okay. British well, food. Okay, what are the most popular ones? Uh, chicken tikka. Oh, my God. Oh, chicken tikka yeah, is that British like food. British chicken tikka masala, sorry. It's, it's chicken tikka masala. It's a butter chicken. Is it an Indian thing? Yeah. Yes. But, it, you know, it's, it's like factually... Like the most popular dish in the UK. I, I, I make a chicken butter chicken myself. It's pretty good. 
Mm. I should have got him to make food instead of booze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we can eat Jollibee. <laughs> should have ordered lots of Jollibee. Mm. No, they, 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 you can make a, v, a vegetarian um, the masala as well with the paneer. I love paneer. Yeah. Paneer is so good. So you like Indian food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I say, growing up in the UK, you have a big like uh, sort of Indian, yeah. Pakistani community. So I, I, I think every like high street has like a Chinese takeaway, an Indian takeaway. So it's very common, yeah. Yeah, I saw, uh, I saw there's my restaurant as well. It's called Gagan Chulo in, in UK. My friend sent me a picture. Bro, when did you open a restaurant? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and what is it called? Chulo means a kitchen. Uh, kitchen? Or oh, okay. Like fire? I don't know. Okay. Like, yeah, so it's Gagan's kitchen. How's that work? And then someone sent me, like, literally last year. Oh, you have a tattoo house in Nepal, so it's called Gagan's Tattoo. It's very popular, I, I, and I search it. It's pretty popular. Yeah. Really? I should go and ask them some of my share. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, maybe you could go there and add to your collection. I'm good. For tattoos. So I see, so you're a uh, very no-tattoo person. Um, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not against the idea. It's just um, I think I'm too fussy. I, I can't imagine like getting a design and being lifetime. Yeah, like, I feel like whatever I got, I'd be like six months later, I'd be like, oh, kind of bored of this now. Wish I could change it. Um, so I think a, I think I would. I don't think I could would be happy with anything permanently. <laughs> well, no, but now there are loads of semi-permanent tattoos. But that's like a cop out to me. It's like no, you should t- experiment. No, but you should experiment. Yeah. Right? like you can. I don't know, but I feel like the point of a tattoo, or one of the points, is that you're willing to be like, okay, I'm going to have this like permanently here. That's. Well, you could just get one, and then like, if you really hate it after six weeks, just laser it off. Well, no, I think I think the other thing is that like. Um, and the music I've always been into, like, since I was a kid, was, like, that kind of, like, punk scene. Yeah. And so you're talking dudes with, like, full sleeves yeah. and stuff. So I, I also have that idea that, like, if I was really going to do this, I would have to go all in and be, like, like a full sleeve kind of thing. Cause, like, Imagine you with oh my the full God, sleeve. could not. I mean, yeah. I couldn't do, like, her, like, one little thing here, one little thing no, there. I, I, so I, I wanted to have, I'm going to have a full sleeve very soon, but I will not have it like this. I'll have, like, one little everywhere, like, little, little, little. Yeah, like that's my like, idea, like, little this, bits uh, everywhere. Uh, young people's thing. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm an old man now. <laughs> he <laughs> no. is. He's fucking old. Well, really? Well, I yeah. was like 28. Yeah, I am. How can he In be younger head. than me? Because I look younger than you, uh. hag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what, look at these crow's feet there. You are going to get so much fucking shit for being a piece of shit. <laughs> I, mean, I, bring, I, 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 dread, I dread going home. Yeah, my mom hasn't seen me for four years. She's probably going to be like, oh, Dusty. You look disgusting. My little boy. You look so old. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe she won't. Maybe, she, maybe she'll be nice. But um, for my mom. No, her mom, his mom is like super hot. What? Like she looks very young and is like very pretty. Okay, okay. No, that, that, that's a, she's, she's being very kind. But my mom, my mom is like um, the, for the last... 10, 15 years has been like a cosmetic nurse. So yeah. she's, she's done like Botox oh, and fillers and stuff. Okay. No, but it looks natural. That's the thing. Like she doesn't look... So she has it herself. So, I mean, she's 68 now. 68. She's 68? She does not look 68. Wait, maybe I'm being wrong. No, no, no. She, yeah, she's 68, yeah. Unless you're showing me no, a photo six, from like no, 20 68. Years yeah, she's born 54. I can't do math. Well, sixty to twenties. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. She's sixty-eight. So she, um, so she's, you know, she's botoxed up and everything. Um, so <laughs> you open them. <laughs> she's a fucking I mean, so um, 
Secrets out, the poor mom. So no, no, my mom's very open about it. Like my mom's, like I say, it's, it's been her line of work for a long time. Yeah. Um, and she she does it because, and she's she she said it to me. You know, she she'll do it or, yeah. or did and it years I, before. Uh, nothing to hide about it. Because you know she wants clients to be like, oh, you know, Jane, you're, you're 68, you look great, yeah. and you can be like, okay, can you know, this is the kind of effect yeah. you can have. You know, it's worth it. Um, so yeah, my mom, my mom's like totally fine with it. I I, I wish. Of course, that she would grow old gracefully, um, but if that's what she wants to do, yeah, you know, who, who am I to say? This is a good song. How do you end up in Asia, by the way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the question um, we asked last time on the show. Yeah, I, I think by the time you, already, I was dead. Yeah. You were incapacitated. <laughs> um, but well, I forgot seriously. I totally forgot because we, we both of us like we were like. We were really on a good space, you know. Like, I know, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and suddenly, I saw you. You're like, uh, I hit a wall. Uh, I hit what a was wall I think it was when you were like, oh, I don't know, give me a fucking drink. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me. That sounds no, like you use a very funny word. I don't even know. Like you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is that? You use very um, um, a f- uh, fall word, like you know, something swearing. But I don't know. You share something very uh, uniquely. What creative profession? Apparently, yeah. I'm very unique in how I prof- prof- swear. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you do. <laughs> Shut the front door. <laughs> hey, everyone likes that one. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. Cheers. See you next Tuesday. Wait, oh, but that's not original. What is next? See you next Tuesday. She'll explain. I don't know. Really? Yeah. You've never heard See You Next Tuesday? See You Next Tuesday. Oh. Uh, that's pretty good. No, but it, that's been around for a long time. I guess you're 12, so you wouldn't yeah, know. I don't know. So, yeah, so how, how, do you, how do you came to Asia? How did I, uh, I guess, like, the classic white man root, fire a girl. Um, but to be, to be fair, she's but, such but, a cliche. Uh, 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 I know it is, uh, except uh, okay, okay. she was I mean, born like, in UK. So. Asian, I was going to say Asian girl. Yeah, it's not like. We uh, talked about it also. Oh my God, oh my God. Repeat, repeat. Okay, she's like born in UK. <laughs> born in UK, that's my out. That's okay. my out. Oh, that's your out. Even though ethnically she, she is Asian, yeah. yeah. Um, but at least I can, at least it wasn't like, yeah, I went to like Thailand and I met a girl and I had to come back. Um, okay. But no, um, yeah, so. Uh, her parents. She was born in like London. Her dad is Pakistani. Uh, Mum is Chinese. Oh. Um, and basically, she. We've been going out on and off for like nine years at that stage. Oh my god! Oh. How old are you? It's a very. We started like when Getting I was in uni. Early, yeah, yeah. Just... We started when I was in uni. Um, oh. And it was, but it's a very tempestuous up and down relationship. Um, but anyway, like uh, she basically got like an internship in Shanghai. And uh, it was like a one-year thing. Uh, then it basically turned into a sort of like a kind of three, four-year contract. And so I was like, okay, you know, good boyfriend. I should sort of, you know, try and stick with this, go out there, be with her. Or either that or I have to like kind of end it, right? So I was like, no, no, I'll, I'll make a go of it and I'll try and move there. Um, and, you know, I had studied Asian history and stuff. So I, I had an interest Um in the region, um, I thought it would be cool to sort of work abroad for a while. So I, I wasn't like against it. Um, I think if I had been, I would have been like, okay, well, yeah, you're you're just staying in China then, bye. I'm, yeah, I'm some people, some people. I mean, most of people do that, but you're a very uh, gentleman. So yeah, and and, and, and love, full yeah, I was, of love. I, full I was blinded, love. but um, <laughs> but but I, I but I, I got lucky, honestly, because um, this was pretty. 
uh, uh, very early on, in fact, in, in sort of my whole like journalism career. Like I'd only sort of just begun. Um, and it was just, you know, knowing the right people at the right time. Uh, my sister had a friend in Shanghai and he knew the editor of, uh, he was good friends with the editor of Time Out Shanghai magazine. And so when I went to visit my girlfriend one time, he was like, oh, you know, I can introduce you to this editor um, and you guys can have a chat. So I was like, cool. So I met this guy. We had a good chat for an hour about the kind of work involved. And um, at the end of it, he basically said, well, you know, there's, there's no position for you right now, but um, I can let you know if something comes up, which um, since you know, he was English as well, I, I took it as like a polite rejection. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it's like, so I was like, okay, I don't think anything's going to come of it. But as it turned out, just like three weeks later, he actually did get back in touch. And he said, oh, you know, these, these people are leaving um, the company in a couple of months. You know, if you want to do this job, here are the terms. So you moved to uh, Shanghai with your um, back then girlfriend. Now it's yeah. ex probably. Well, she was already there. But so oh. I, I basically came and joined her after a year. Without a job, without anything? No, yeah, I, I just Any got plan? the job. I just got the job. Oh, okay. So like I say, it, it, was, it, was, it was just good timing. Like I okay. say, like... Um, Like I say, my, my sister knew someone who knew someone, and it was it was just good timing that at that time these people would, had just decided to leave, yeah. and so there was a vacancy, and the guy, you know, who I'm very grateful for, took a took a chance on me. That's good. Yeah, it's just luck. Yeah, and then you moved to Shanghai, then that that's how your journey started in in, in Hong Kong, I mean in, in Asia. Yeah, and you just write. And how do you uh, jump into um, South China Morning Post? What's the procedure? If I want to be, if I want to be <laughs> a, a, a Nepalese born writer yeah. in SCMP, the first one probably, oh, <laughs> and the last one. Baking, <laughs> you could be baking glass ceilings there. You could be. Um, again, I'll say this: like I think a lot of journalism is 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 who you know. Um, in I would. In fact, I think all my jobs have come one way or another from people I've known. Like I, when I moved from um, Shanghai to Hong Kong, um, it's because, again, I got to know people at, at Time Out in Hong Kong yeah. and a vacancy came up and they said, oh, hey, you know, um, you know, we think you'd be a good fit for this. Do you want to come? So I said, yeah, sure. That happened. And um, even moving into uh, SCMP, uh, it, <laughs> I don't know what I should say about my current employer. Yeah. Um, it was, well... I'd had a couple of interviews before, like I got this job, and but even like the first time was again someone got in touch with me and said, "Oh, this person recommended you. Um, you know, do you want to come in and have an have an interview?" And nothing eventually came of that because they, they did an internal hire. But when I did finally get the job, um, I think again I, I went through like three interviews and stuff, so it, was, it took a very long time. But I think definitely counted that there were people I knew in that department who said like oh yeah I've worked with him before you know he can do a good job so that's how you but in your expertise and you're writing you don't write about crime you don't write about uh, so it's for you more than food and beverage yeah is I mean I, I've done like I say the role now is, is very um, varied before I guess at time out it was always like lifestyle which encompassed some food and beverage yeah, yeah. some sort of things to do Um, but I had in, in Shanghai, there was like a kind of sort of family section. So I touched on some education stuff, which is quite a big part of what I do now. Um, but I'm also now like just this week going to be doing like the, the good food or good eating, sorry, magazine. Um, so I'm going to be doing more food and beverage in the near future. Yeah. And, and then very nice people, right? The last time you talk about what happened in the, the bar and you... You forgot which bar like there's a, one bar and one restaurant that he got so pissed off and 
You are the one who's inviting <laughs> Was that when we first met? Was that what we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in the bar. And you got, you were like, oh, he was so annoying. Yeah. He was so fussy. And yeah. it, was a, it was a restaurant. Yeah, but you were like. Oh, he was terrible. He was such a fucking bollock. He was late. Okay, and then. He okay, had, no, you have to go back. Even before, she. she okay, like, okay. I've been in PR for a long time. I've been trying to get in touch with this guy for two years. Never replied any of my emails. Was reply? Never. Two years. Okay. He didn't reply. And then no, 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 no. Let's stop. <laughs> yeah. Let's stop. How, why people don't reply, I want to know. No, no, no. no. I was the editor, right? I, I, we had like a dedicated food editor. It wasn't my job to deal with the food. And I was too busy with everything else to right. deal with the food. He so was too, too busy. So whenever she sent me an email, I was just like forward it to, her, to the food editor. It's like, oh, here, you look at this. Except I never even met anyone from your team in general. So I don't think you actually forwarded anything. I did. We were super busy. It was like, Time Out was a very insane work environment. Very yes, insane. very insane. But the point is, he ghosted me for two years. Finally shows up at a tasting late. Then he's like bitching and moaning about how he doesn't eat this and how he doesn't eat the this. first time. First time the I've first ever time. met him. And I'm hosting this media tasting. Yeah, this is- and then he wanted dessert, <laughs> okay? So I get him a, I was like, how do you feel about the cheesecake? And he's like, yeah, sure. It comes with a blueberry sauce. And he's like, ugh. Like, basically disgusted because he doesn't eat fruit. So I was like, oh, I'll just scrape it off, right? The sauce. He's like, no, I can't. It touched it. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Too much information. No, like, he literally... I was, being, I was a bit fussy, but I, I, I do remember her being, like... I think I was, like, quite blunt with her. And I do remember stepping very, like, kind of visibly, like, taken aback by my attitude and being like... Like, what the fuck? What's yeah, what a saying? piece of shit. Seriously. And he was drinking. I, I was think she like, was like, oh. I, she said something like, oh, well, if you don't like it, you can leave. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I think I was like, yeah, I might. <laughs> Did I actually say that? I just, yeah, I remember there was some. No, I mean, you were like, the behavior probably you were giving. So in your in your line of um, profession since you, before you're doing food and beverage, right? Yes. Not now. Now you do for sustainability. Uh, yeah, before it was like, food and beverage like lifestyle I did like hospitality consumer so it was like a lot of lifestyle stuff but most of it was food and beverage most oh but your, your your freelance project what's the, which freelance project Peel Street can we not do that right now yeah. anyways uh, yes mostly food and beverage mostly food and beverage because I, that's how I met you first time actually Zuma yeah that's the first time I met you oh her yeah. favorite yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. went there recently. Yeah. But yes, I love Zuma. Zuma is great, man. Zuma's I have great. spent um, all of my 20s there. So I, I worked there for seven, eight years. Yeah, you were there for ages. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of time. So I love the company. I've traveled with them uh, other places, which is very nice. But so you invite people. I just wanted to ask, explain. You don't have to open up over the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't mention the name. Of course not. <laughs> Never. Just beep since, it out. Since, beep. since we're working in FNB as Sensory. well. Sensory. You have to censor. That's why I invite people from FNB, right? I know. Oh, God. This is a terrible idea. So, um, so when you invite uh, foodie, and like, because you're a host, I saw that. And how, so when you t- ask them, hey, can you come and uh, try food and drink? So they come and they will eat and drink, uh, complimentary, uh, let's put it that way. So, But they're entitled to not try it and just go and just like... Uh, I think it depends. We always encourage them. Okay, so that means they have, they, it's not legally, they have to must No, write. but it's kind of like an unwritten rule that you will... Because yeah. it's really bad, actually. You know, it's kind of like it, I, I think it completely eliminates any sort of what's that word? You know what? I'm, uh, the credibility 
of what's being written because if you say like, oh, here's some free food, which honestly, in let's my not, let's, let's 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 not say free food. Let's it's just okay. If, if it's a tasting, um, it, it it's kind of almost like. I, to be honest, I will honestly say I haven't had any terrible tastings before. I haven't really, you know, experienced working with F&B that is like really bad food. So thank God. No, no. I have to tell you, there are some bad food. I know there is yeah, some yeah. bad food. But I eat everything. What I mean, like, I'm not a very fuzzy about apart from the meat stuff, like pork and beef. I don't think I still think there's some places that are really <laughs> bad. Yeah. I haven't had bad food in a long time, but thankfully, the, eat. a lot of... We won't get into that. But like the clients I used to work with, I enjoyed their brand usually. So it, I was proud to... No. I was proud to sort of like... Uh, stop interrupting me. I can't. I don't know what I'm <laughs> trying to say. Focus. I know I can't focus. Anyways, I was always kind of proud to have people taste the food. Because usually I thought it was pretty decent. Decent, la, at least. Okay? No, no, no. You're pretty... Um, um, you know, positive person. Yes, I'm With, very for positive. For you, everything is, is great. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Really? So anyways. <laughs> Apart from guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not do that either. Anyways, but yes, they yeah, are encouraged to write about it. Sometimes we've had some n- not too positive things written about us, but yeah. it is the game, right? The like, game. if you're not going to serve food that people enjoy, we should expect them to be honest about it, which I think is so, fair. So that means, that means... Uh, it's for the people to understand like so when you invite people they have to must write but there's some people they don't write no so a lot of people don't actually yeah, because, oh, okay, but then we know, don't invite them then yeah okay. so then we're like who can we invite that will probably more likely write because there's a chance maybe the the the, the the, the, what they want to write down is already full of, you know, like maybe the, 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 the they have like, I don't know, like monthly, right? They're already gone. So we miss out that probably. Yeah. Chances, right? Oh no, th- that happens too. But we sort of time it so that we don't miss those deadlines. And I have a question uh, for specialists. So they, I, that, that's how it works. Why do we need to hire a, a PR company? If I know the person, is it like a, Oh, is, good is, question. If, if, if it's like, it, it is like a, um, so there's a rules. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you guys know. You're well educated about that. So we can't technically, if I have something to, let's say I have some cases, like, you know, like legal cases, I'm not allowed to talk to barista directly. I have to talk to solicitor and they have to go through this like a process. Legal, that's a legal process, by the way. Right. But I, I, don't, I think if, maybe I'm wrong, probably, but, but that's what I heard. So this is the thing now. Like we have to hire a PR company and they go through. Because some people told me, oh, you know what? Um, I I asked them to come, but they never reply. Like as you said, they never reply. But some people, they just like the, when the PR company asked them, "Hey, we're doing this ABCD tasting. Do you guys want to come?" They're like, "Yeah, we come." So what is what is this about? Can you open about? <laughs> I I guess it's one of the breaking same. news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just. I mean, Steph obviously knows more about this than I do, but I think it's one of those things where. Or, or I guess it's almost like writing, where you on the surface you think, well, oh, I could write, I could write a review. Um, and I mean, you kind of could, but chances are it'd be a bit rubbish. And I think PR is one of those things where people think like, oh, I could just phone up my friends and get them to come and oh, it's easy. So that means having a PR is kind of a... Well, no, I think, I think that's the thing. It's, it's a lot more harder than people think. There's a lot more, there's, you have to spend a lot more time kind of, you know, getting, getting the right people, getting them, chasing them. There's a lot more back and forth. Yeah. Again, Steph will, can talk more about it, like between you and the restaurant about... What, what meals or dishes are you offering? You know, what's special about it? What, what's like the selling point for the new menu? 
Yeah, I think it's just a lot. You try to alleviate the workload, right, from your client and for the media side. So you're the middle person who does all the back and forth stuff. And it's also, I think everything is about uh, your relationships, right? So if I've spent apparently 10 years trying to get him to reply my email. 10 years. Okay, no, okay, 10 years, years, sorry. I was exaggerating. 10 years? I know. But then it takes years, right? Yeah, I know. I I was was studying in years class that time. (laughs) (laughs) When I was teaching you math, right? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's basically like you make these connections with people, you network with them, and then that's why, that's the the value in in me, right? I know the people well enough that I can almost guarantee that they're going to come to you for a tasting when they have 50 other tasting invitations. And what are they going to choose? So it's basically I like... I forgot that's her job. She <laughs> definitely going to protect that. Yeah, yeah, we need that. You <laughs> must. You must. <laughs> My job is useless. Don't need me. I know like a, a good PR, I think, is also able to give like sort of feedback on like, you know, oh, maybe I'm thinking of doing like uh, I know bars especially, there's a lot of debate about, oh, should you do a happy hour, should you not? You know, if you're discounting your drinks. They, they so you g- do- I mean, they give advice. Which yeah. is, no, I'm, I, I'm not against PM. Yeah, I'm just, I, <laughs> yeah. I want to understand some new person, newcomers who want to start a business. This is the whole uh, the thing about podcasts. Also, we have fun. We also get some educational stuff for people. Like, they wanted to open a start a business. How can they ask time out to write about? Like, I don't know. I am just came from, yeah. I, no one knows me, but I have talent. I wanted to open a, I don't know, like, restaurant, you know, like, a Nepalese restaurant. How do I ask time out? Or but it might big, be like, or like I'm I'm just I'm just t- t- time out. It's nothing about nothing, nothing <laughs> against time out. Time out lifestyle um, Asia or Tadler. How do I make them write about me? Well, again, that's that's a, like another another job of the PR writers. Yeah, you know, maybe you need to you need to chase these people. Maybe they say, "Oh, I'm going to write it. I'm going to write it." But then a week they later, they haven't it. written it. So you got to keep going, and you you, you know you got you want to get a copy of. Maybe it's only in print. Maybe it's not online. So then you want a copy of the print to show the client. Um, there's a lot more. I think like little bits that. Um, it's just like small things, yeah. And I think it's also like, you know, sort of more general stuff. Like, say you're a bar owner and you want to do something, this promotional thing for. I don't know, Mother's Day is coming up. Mother's Day. But then I I know what's happening, right? I know what all the other restaurants and bars are doing for this promotion. I'm like, they're doing the exact same thing. Don't do that. So it's kind of like just awareness, right? You might be too busy to be understanding what's going on because you're so focused on your business and doing what you need to do and you want to, you have ideas. But if someone is like an outsider for you and sort of can keep an eye out on the industry for you, just so you're not like boring and doing the same thing as everyone else, I think that's also quite invaluable as well. My job is real. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Have you not done this? Have you not? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not speaking as my experience as a bar owner or bartender. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a podcaster now. I'm just. Okay, yeah. Where's yeah. your bar? Who's taking care yeah. of your bar? <laughs> but yeah, guys, please hire PR. And Stephanie is free. It's freelance. You do if you mm-hmm. guys want to do. It's free marketing. Free marketing. Yes. Yeah, and then. Email. <laughs> What's your email? Oh my God. Yes. Or something. And I, I want to get back to um, a written paper, uh, uh, you know, like magazine and stuff. What do you think about? Is it gonna go away from Ooh. from industry or it's gonna stay? What do you think? Because I don't see a lot of printing. I see some of the some of the companies still do. Mm-hmm. What do you take on it? Like, I can't remember the last time I picked up a magazine. I but I think. I, re- I still read like... Don't mention the... I know, I'm not, I, I, I shut myself up. But there, I think there are a lot of hard copy magazines that still exist because that's their thing. 
you know, they're they're high end, they're okay, I can't now I'm just naming things now. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's their thing. Online is maybe more online focus is stuff like Sharpie naming. Like Lifestyle Asia is very online focused. Yeah. That's why they're very successful, right? Because they focus on one thing. But I think print is just like, I feel like it's quite gimmicky now. No one can bother to pick it up and carry it around with them all day and read it. But that's just me personally. How about you? Th- what do you think? I think... Oh, and uh, it's a waste of paper. I think there there will always be um, a position for print. Um, but I think, yeah, I think you have to accept that it's just not the way that most people consume their media these days. Um, right, yeah. I mean, I think maybe, again, it's it has like maybe another, a shelf life of maybe another 10, 20 years because there's, you know, there's older people in, in companies, you know, who are like maybe let's say their 50s who, who've grown up familiar with print and you know, they, they put a premium on print. Mm. Even if they realize or don't realize that you know less people are going to see it you know they've grown up thinking like oh like print is a prestige product um and online is sort of cheap so they will keep putting out print is uh, what i i think you're right this there are some people who like you know all the way they're still gonna do some same things like books people say get a kindle right you can just read it over there but some people wanted to feel that uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's the physical feelings of sensation. That's still a mix for me. I like yeah. having a physical one, but I also have a Kindle. So it's a mix for me. But I, I do prefer the physical The book, book. right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but that takes a lot of spaces now. I just realized I have so many books. That's why, that's why you book swap. You just keep swapping with your friends so you never buy new stuff. You do, like, and then you never get back, by the way. Well, but you've read it. Why do you need it back? You're just hoarding now. You want to reread it. Yeah. Well, then get it back Don't when you, you want to reread well, it. Well, you forgot. This is the thing I lost. I lost and I have some people's books as well. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're stealing too. It's not stealing. It's okay. just like uh, sharing. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think like magazines will always exist. You know, if you go even in Hong Kong, you go somewhere like um, the Kubrick and Yamate. There's like so many different magazines and they're all like, yeah, quite niche products. Um but I think I think that they'll all exist because there will be a market for like, you know, like the hardcore like cyclists, let's say, who want like a yeah. dedicated cycling magazine, and they are like mm. they're designed cycling as very nice. Well, they like, are. They are. No, some, you're, you're very. You just very remind me that actually they are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I used to work in a graphic and art and graphic design store in London, and you know, we had like a whole wall of very kind of like esoteric magazines on all sorts of things from like obscure cycling topics to you know weird fashion magazines some of which were like sort of two feet tall they were like huge things like very unwieldy to actually read but someone designed it they it was there for years and people bought it but um, i said I, I still think a lot of publications like national geographic will always exist in print uh, you know, UK Vogue will always exist in print. There are specific publications that I think will never die. I mean, whether or not they make money. Yeah, but that's not the point for them, yeah, though. I think yeah. they don't it's make money from their reputation. print. They just like yeah. they, to they make their money that. from online. They still right? do online, but they still yeah. have the printed one. Well, yeah. this is the thing. Like, even I think at like SCMP, there's a lot of stuff which is even if it doesn't make much money, like you, you want a product in the shop window, right? Yeah. The print product that people, maybe they see on the coffee table, oh, there's like SCMP, yeah. the newspaper. Even if like maybe more people read it online these days. Oh, than no, newspaper is pretty good. I actually like to see news, my personal thing, I like newspaper on paper, you know? Yeah. That feels yeah. like this is a newspaper. And you're like flipping. Yeah. Through, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, people also, 
do, I think, whether they do it consciously or not, I think people, people do attach like a value to stuff, something that is printed, because you feel like, okay, someone actually has spent money to like pay for the paper, pay for the ink, pay for the, like the delivery of this paper product. Like it kind of, it feels like it means something rather than something it's someone has just yeah, has online. thrown on, on a website for yeah. zero yeah. cost. So yeah. there's definitely like, again, I think in some consumers' minds, they're, they're aware that it means a bit more if it's, if it's printed. Have you ever think about writing a book? Um, on and off, yeah. And not about but, history. <laughs> Please don't. I, I, I don't know. I'm saving that for my, my retirement. Asian in, history. In like five years, which is our Like, like you know, um, I think like food and stuff. I think it's pretty. I've seen uh, a lot of uh, uh, friends are doing, you know, like writing book. Um, you know, which is good. Yeah. Which is we, we I think we and uh, people like uh, a person like you, you have that knowledge and you work in that industry I think definitely I think I think Steph you can also do that in Chinese I, I, oh my god that would be the worst thing you'll ever read it won't make any sense <laughs> yeah that's true neither can I so fuck it <laughs> not gonna happen uh, yeah I think I think every sort of writer or journalist let's say journalist I think sort of invis- does envisage writing a book but um, it's it's a hard thing to do. Again, it's again one of those things I think people in their heads are like, oh, you just sit down and write, it's easy. It's um, not. But it's really not, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I applaud anyone who actually manages to write a book, even even if I think it's rubbish. Even <laughs> even, no, even if I, I read the synopsis and I'm like, this sounds like crap. Um, I, I still, as, as, a, as a writer myself, I'm like, it, it takes effort to sit down and whether it bash out like, you know, a page a day, and so you end up with like a 400-page book on whatever. Like, I, I, I admire that dedication because I don't really have yeah. it. Like, yeah, I, you I, have to commit, right? You really yeah. have to commit to I, it. I yeah. don't. I don't think I. Yeah, well, so far I haven't. I've like sure I have like ideas and things. Like I think oh that might be cool, but to actually sit down and do it and have the dedication for like maybe a year, eighteen months to just chip away at it is, is impressive. Um, Would you write a book? Do I look like one? No. <laughs> you can speak and then someone can like be your ghostwriter. No, actually, I, you know why I'm into a podcasting? So I, I didn't know that I like listening stuff, imagining stuff. Like I, I rather prefer uh, listening on, than movies. So I was in a flight and there was all of the movie was boring. So I suddenly got a, a, this, uh, the lady in the train or lady. Oh, yeah. Is that the, That's a movie, right? Yeah, that's, the, a, that's a movie. The lady on the train or something. Yeah, the lady on the train. It's quite cool. The lady. No, it literally is. It no. is. It's is it literally la- called la- a, something is with the lady. I like forgot. the girl on a train or something. Yeah, yeah. something so, like that. They even made a movie. That yeah. was before the movie. Man, oh. I was like, what is this audio audio book? I, like, I oh, don't know. Oh, that. you're right. Oh, yes, that I thing know. With Emily Blunt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, you you listened to an audiobook? Yeah. Oh wow, how was it? It was so fucking cool. That's the first thing I ever listened in my life. Wow. Yeah, I've like, never whoa. listened to an audiobook. That's the thing. So I can imagine every oh. single thing. Every single every single whatever they do. So that was listening. So one of my friends gave me um some podcast about a uh, very, very harsh thing about you know, um, terrorist attack. And I can't listen to that, man. I got so deep into that. I, I, I feel so sad. So I don't listen to sad oh, stories. Oh, that is not Steph's oh. problem. She, <laughs> lo- she loves the most gruesome true crime. Oh my God, yeah, man. They talk about, you know, how they kidnap people and then how they turn turn into uh, a human bomb and how they, it's pretty, it's real. That thing yeah, is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And I could not. I was like, man, this is too dangerous. I mean, because I'm literally going myself in there. I'm imagining yeah, yeah, myself. Yeah. So I, I didn't want to imagine. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, I'm the opposite of you. I, I listen to everything. I, I listen to podcasts all day and it's all about the same shit. It's just true crime, murder, yeah, this kidnapping. Is, Man, I get you know. <laughs> she has nightmares and everything. She'll wake yeah, up. Yeah, I, I, I literally give myself nightmares, and then I complain about it the next day. I'm like, I got nightmares, and then like my friends are like, or my sister or him, he's like, it's because you were watching about murders till two a.m. And I was like, yeah, someone yeah. was killing me in my sleep. Yeah, but, yeah, it, but I love it. I mean, I, <laughs> so that's how I get into a podcast, and now I can mm. I can listen twenty four hour. Even I sleep, I listen. So I now I'm not realizing that more often people uh, have audiobook. You can buy a book, real book, but you can also have the audiobook and you can just listen that. It's so easy. So did you like the girl on the train Man, book? it's fucking good. What is I that? even watched the movie. I, I heard the movie was crap. No, the, the story. Yeah, the story Man, is, yeah. It's so the, the way they put it, the ladies, the old house, the smell of this, they're saying that. I can literally feel that for nine hour flight. Like, Why not read the book though then? Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe, too much know. effort to read the book? Too much effort. I just, uh, so, okay, I tell you one thing. I have the same issue that I always complain about my daughter. I can't focus. Mm. I, that's why I can't sit in one place. For me to sit here and talk for one hour is also a very... <laughs> Struggles. Yeah, because I'm, I like to move and talk, you know, like this is the thing. And when I read, I just read for like five minutes. <laughs> I'm reading, I'm still reading. The mind is somewhere else. I'm just, you know, like that. So you're just like looking at the words, yeah, but you're not yeah. like... I think that's though like... I think that's like when you, you haven't found like the right book though. Because there are some books that I, that I kind of slog through. Me too, me too. And I have the same problem where like... I'm, I'm kind of going through the lines. Yeah. My, my mind is, yeah, thinking like about lunch or something. But I think when you when you find I'm like always a, thinking about lunch though. Like I, I recently read a, a book about a, a rare uh, tea. a tea lady. She's a, a British lady who actually uh, we call tea lady. Actually, it's very popular. She read about her experience throughout the life on with the tea. This is something I love it. Man. I was just gonna say that sounds because she's mentioning the first time she went to Japan. The same how they meet. She meet the people in Japanese tea grow or you know like uh, those uh, farmer in Nepal and in India and all of the tea places and I f- can feel that that's me like with her you know like yeah. so you're reading it yeah, right? yeah so reading yeah it, that's yeah. what you mean like those if you find the right book yeah. but again still I have to read four times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still have to read four times but it, that's interesting well as long as you're willing to read it four times and you still enjoy yeah. it rather than reading the girl in the because, train or whatever I haven't I haven't read uh uh a book from per, per person that I know. I have now. We have a book from Holly. We have uh, a Martin Hurak for coffee cocktails. So um, Holly's book not yet. I haven't received yet. Martin Hurak, who is also a bartender, who have a coffee cocktail uh, book, which I read. But I want to read someone that I know and about you know like the stories, you know storylines and like that's what I'm asking all people. Like if you read, please if you write, ever let me know. I wanted to know. So I'll say hey, I meet the person and. I don't know. It's true. Oh my god! Oh god! I think I think I, one of my issues with like why I wouldn't write a book is like I think I'm just too cynical about even my own like life and be like no one would want to read this. Like, yeah, probably. So, like, I wouldn't. No, want but to read you don't. See, you don't. <laughs> you're in it. No, but the thing is, this thing you don't write 
for people to read it. There are people going to read it. We don't do the podcast also. Okay, we're going to have a hundred people. No, unless like your livelihood dependent on it. But like no, you need is, money as a, yeah, if yeah. I'm just a writer. Then, then, then I need to write something but that is. Apart from that, then you don't have to. But I guess I would. True. Ask. Just write the book for your friends and family. Who knows, man? But I would ask you this, and yeah, do do you ever think like, or when you started, did you did you think, oh no, people are definitely going to read listen to this? No. But then why would you do it? You just think it's No, because what, what I... So the starting part was, like, I always like to talk to people, right? Uh, but uh, oh, yeah, all Debatable. The, although, <laughs> although with not uh, not the way I talk to the... I talk in, in you know, the, the conversation at the bar is more open. We talk about all the shit. There's something we can't talk in front of, in front of cameras. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but we... So I find out we had a free time. And we have studio, the guys have studio, Suman and Bipesh, they own this place. Um, and I was like, okay, let's start a, a podcast. Who do, who's going to listen? So what I think, okay, look, in Hong Kong, people knows us, people knows, people knows each other. So they don't need to know about me and what we do. But in Nepal, there are people that actually, so many people that they know me, but they don't know what is Hong Kong. Like. They don't know what staff who work in the... Um, Sustainable, um, what's that? Sustainable uh, marketing. So, <laughs> <laughs> sustainable marketing. Was not know what is Dusty? How did uh, um, you know a British guy came to an Asian? So this is the thing. The start. That's why my idea is to invite people who are actually not from the industry, so we can ask them the question: How they came to this path and how they end up, and what is what do they do? So this is the whole idea is like what they actually do. And of course, in bits and bad, you know, like we, and then we talk shit and like <laughs> laugh and, and have don't, fun. Don't name names ever. Yeah, man, that's that's thing. Imagine if I start inviting. I don't know. Maybe in the future I should. Well, I would. If I start inviting bartenders, you know, like, and we the after you know, hours session. Talk about oh, you know, like I don't like that guy. <laughs> and I'm friend with that guy. Was, oh, you know, with the guy was in your podcast, man. He just mentioned about us. And then what is wrong? <laughs> that would be terrible. No, but. I'm I'm not Joe Rogan and someone to fight with everyone. Like, I'm, I'm, Please don't be Joe Rogan. Yeah, I'm, I'm like a <laughs> friendly guy. <laughs> yes, you are. Remember, much I told friendly. you I'm a Gurkha. What types of Gurkha? <laughs> don't mention that. <laughs> so yeah, that, yeah, we're, I'm we're, not. We're, we're, we are peaceful people. <laughs> we are very peaceful. We are we're very peaceful people. Oh, that's interesting that you got into that. And I, that's interesting. I haven't really known anyone who actually listens to audiobooks. I don't know anyone who does that. Oh, you do? No, I don't know anyone who does it, except for you. And you don't also? No, I just listen to podcasts and murders. Audiobook is so good, man. That's so weird. I used to listen to them as a kid. Really? When they were on cassette. Oh, I did that when I was young, on a cassette tape, because I couldn't read. Well, no, I could read, but I do remember like being on holiday sometimes and having like random cassettes of things. Yeah, cassette just, tapes. You know, there's this guy called David Goggin. The guy who actually is not Gargan, is oh, Gargan. Gargan, Gargan. That name's familiar. <laughs> Are you talking about yourself David again? Gargan. So his 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 um, he, he have audiobook. He have a real book, and uh, he started uh, audiobook. It's so cool and so you know like very painful. So I have to stop in the middle. And I asked my friend to listen. He's like, man, this is so because he talk about he's a real guy. Is is he used to be. 350 pound and he come down to um, I don't know 180 160 pound six pack Navy SEAL so he did everything was impossible so now he do he do a things that you, you guys don't know no. I've just seen him I'm just, his guy is I just, didn't know like the half ton killer 
No. So this guy power. is like, he's talk about, so all the impossible thing you do, all the thing. He say, okay, 100 mile run, he do 200 mile. What? Like, he just die. Yeah, he's like, no, no, until, unless you, <laughs> you pass out, no give up. Who is this guy? He's I have not heard of this guy. He's a, man, his lifestyle was so fucked up. I can't, so I, I can't deal with those like, kind of crazy, like motivational he, That's not his thing. Yeah. Well, I'm just too, like, no. No, for me, it's not motivational. It was like the story that he come from. I don't listen to his motivation speech because for me, I'm already too much motivated <laughs> in my life. <laughs> you don't need more motivation. Enough, enough. But uh, the, his story was uh, pretty harsh. You know, how they come, how he grew up and stuff. Oh my God, this is... And I asked my friend, uh, he listened like, I don't know, two hours and he's like, man, this <laughs> we're too much, man. I gotta stop. It's too psychopath. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, but how long are these audio books? Like, Ten hours. Oh, uh, shit. Six hours. You're not gonna I, listen one day. I know. I was just thinking like, wait, how long does it take to listen to a full book? There are some audio books. Actually, I'm just so excited to listen. So I need to get in the bus. Like, I gotta finish my work and go to bus so I can just fucking listen. Listen, there. yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Wait, so, and can you, when you listen to audiobooks, okay, this is going to be a very stupid question, I, but I, I don't think it's stupid. Can you choose, like, who tells the story? Can you choose, like, an American man or, no, like, no, a, no, oh. No. Uh, right now, probably not. That's like Siri. Stephen Fry. <laughs> yeah. David, uh, what's the guy? David, David Attenborough. David Attenborough. <laughs> well, <laughs> last week, my daughter, first time, so David Attenborough was the new um, Netflix episode called, oh. Uh, the planet, I think, a planet something. Yeah. So I, I so listen to why this guy always speaks so amazingly. No, it's so, it's, I mean, like, it's like very, it's a simple thing why they make it so exaggerated. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, the, no, 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 no I give an example. Fun like, of no, David no, I'm not making fun of It's like, why is like art and they're like, let's say, there's a tiger in, in, in water, and they're like, there is the beautiful. <laughs> The majestic tiger. <laughs> well, but do you want him to be like, this is a tiger in the water? And he is, you know, this thing, he's even see is like 10 years old. See, feel like this guy is something. All the sea thing is very exaggerated. Yeah. And now I recently listened to this guy. Um, Obama also do the narrative. Oh, I also. watched it. Yeah, 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 amazing. He's also good. So good. He's so good. Yeah. I loved it. I watched like the whole like series with all of the parks in like two days. Yeah, it's amazing. He like you really want to watch it and you're really into it, but like his voice is so soothing. You're like falling asleep. So like I had to rewatch <laughs> a few I, I episodes, right? Because you're like, <laughs> I wow, yeah. <laughs> Someone is telling you a story. So you don't watch those stuff? I don't I don't listen to this stuff, no, not at all. He's not into the whole I just, nature I, just, I, just, I read old-fashioned paper books. He literally watches oh. black and white silent movies from like 1908. What is your favorite movie? Probably that one I just mentioned. Um, well, <laughs> well, City Lights is a great silent black and white movie from like 1930 or whatever. Um, FYR, you can't. Um, I, I, I don't think I can. I can narrow it down. I'm very bad at picking favorites in anything. Yeah, you never mentioned what's your favorite food. You know. Yeah, I can't, but I think to me it's like you know, it'd be like, oh, like what what kind of food? Like you, my favorite British dish, French dish, Italian dish, Chinese dish, Italian dish. Okay, uh, what is your uh, 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 best romantic movie? Now I narrow it. Like there you go. There okay, you go. Best, best romantic movie. Um, Do you even watch romantic movies? Sometimes. Um, I'm trying to think. The Gosh. local ones that you watch. Um, some of the yes, local ones right, aren't bad. Some of the local ones aren't bad. Like, um, 
Oh, uh, like the Leslie Cheung one. Like, uh, who's the man? Man, local who's the movie woman? is pretty good. Back in the days, local movie was so nice. That's like a really cute. Um, Which one? Who, who's the man? Who's the woman? Or is it he? No, he's the man. No, she's the man. He's <laughs> okay, the woman. He's the man. Okay. I get confused. <laughs> it's like it's like a complicated plot where like I have no idea what just happened. I forget I forget the actress's name, but you know she's like a kind of tomboyish, and she pretends to be like a, a guy to get oh. on this like singing kind of competition. And then it's about how like you know the music. I, I, I producer, know a lot of uh, I know a lot of local movies, but I just don't remember by. I have to watch them. I I don't really I haven't really seen local movies. So. That, that's quite a, a cute one. There's that like um the melodrama with like Sean Lau. Um, Say la vie, mon chéri. That's a very kind of. It's one of the one where like, you know the girl has like cancer or something and dies by the end. But it's a, that's like a very like kind of cute romantic <laughs> one. That was very popular. Yeah, this is this, this is very like there is very deep. Korean drama. That's why old oh, Korean dramas are really good sometimes. Not the TV dramas, but the um, okay. there are some uh, there are some know, old. What is your uh, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite? <laughs> no, there's a great. There's one of my favorite Korean movies. It's from it's a slightly older one from about 1999, I think, called Christmas in August. Which is like a, a, it's a really. I think I watched that, but that's the thing for me. But you were five. How did you watch it? Oh, I can watch I now. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you miss it, and it's gone. <laughs> Yo, you're not there. I don't no. know if they recorded things in 1999. It was one live performance. <laughs> that's it. You miss it, it's gone. Yeah. Anyway. So I think I, I think I watched that because for me, if it's not English in Nepalese. Or, or, or Bollywood and I just man you gotta watch uh, I'm not kidding you gotta watch first you need to watch Netflix uh, 14 Picks 14 Picks yeah 14 Picks is the what is it about she is, looks very skeptical is, 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 uh, is uh, it about murder a man no 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 <laughs> a, a living man climbing uh, 14 8000 meter oh flying yeah. solo no man it's just, what the fuck is, is flying solo? solo? Oh. Wait, no, that's not right. Yeah, that's a no. That's not right at no. all. No, fourteen peaks is a guy actually who um, a Nepalese guy. Uh, who, oh, that's uh, new. That's the new one. Yeah, new one, new one. He's is so, it good? Man, this is unreal. This okay, is I need so, to watch it. Then. This is so fucking crazy. The guy did it in six months. Fourteen peaks. How did he do that in six months? That's the thing. Is everyone questioning how how did they do it? And they, he like he must have it's, grown it's, up doing it, it, right? No, that's so. I mean, I can tell you shortly. So he's a guy who's from Nepal, uh, not from mountain again. So like same as uh, almost <laughs> almost same as place that I'm from. Went to a British army and then become um, a special force in the only Nepalese guy ever to be a, a special force. I don't know what is special force in UK, but the only Nepalese guy. And decided to quit everything and wanted to climb mountains. That's crazy. Yeah, and now he's a very rich millionaire. Uh, Joe Rogan invited him in his podcast, so lucky him. Lucky him. I do. Okay, I do want to watch that because I saw. No, it's a real. So what they what they did is like they climb everything, but they uh, recorded by themselves everything. F- four of them by themselves by their drone. So oh. they captured the film, and then they are uh, then they were like, okay, who should we give it to them? Who should we give it to? Who should we sell? You know, like they so they did everything, so, and they in the video in the process they saved people. A person died. It's all in a video. It's really, it's like a it's like a documentary. I feel like I would just cry through the whole thing. She cries very easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch anything like World War Two with her, and she just starts crying immediately. 
It's us. She's like, oh, the poor subject. You didn't, you didn't understand. Uh, maybe you, in our family, we never feel World War II. I know it's a long time ago, but some countries, they have the experience, even, even they're not that old, but I think because of the, you know, like the, the been through the world. We never been through that World War Two Two kind of thing, did? Yeah, no. I, I. You're pretty far removed. I yeah, I'm pretty. I mean, my grandfather was geez. was in yeah, like World War. Yeah, my grandfather was, but but the thing is, they never bring it home. Yeah. So, what do yeah, you mean? Like, Nepal, they never, like they never like you never got like bombed or. No, Nepal was never part of any World War, so we're not there, and we. The, the, the fifty thousand people died in World War Two. I don't know, the Nepalese. I don't know. Yeah, like British Army. I don't know them personally, so I don't. There are some people probably suffer. But what I mean is, like, you know, some people, they can, they still feel, there's still people live there who been to World War Two and then they suffer and each. So we never have to, but so I, but I don't know why you cry watching World War Two movie. Oh, because I really like World War Two. I'm very fascinated by World War Two history. What are you fascinated about? I don't know. I'm just like, I just like, I've always wondered this too. I don't know how I did. I, I just, it was, I first, the first time I learned about it in high school, I was just like, this is so fucked up. And then I, one of my best so friends. So here was, Tell me in two sentences who started World War. Oh my God, I can't. So then what? <laughs> what did you learn? What did you learn? I didn't learn anything Just in high school. Just like the Holocaust. I didn't know. <laughs> Except for the Band Holocaust. That's actually right. all I learned, so, Band of Brothers. I think we, we need to um, close it up now. So before uh, we uh, wrap it up, our the beautiful session today. What do you like to tell people? How do you, how they can become like you? You know, like you're so confident, you're so smart, you have American Canadian accent. Like, <laughs> what are the these qualities? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then how how they can become um, a writer or um, that's dusty. So how can you become someone who wanted to be like you or someone who wanted to be you? Because you know we wanted to inspire people. So so okay, you can start by inspiring people. Oh. I don't know how to inspire people. Oh wow, um, he did that last time pretty good. We captured that. Maybe we can. I was saying maybe we, maybe we need to re-edit that. Back <laughs> um. No, he's in different clothes. That time he was. You know, we have. He was like, you know, you have to do this, you know, like, oh, I was like, wow. No, I mean, I, 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 I can't remember what I said <laughs> I last time. Um, I mean, I don't know, like, I think, um, I don't know, like, I think I'm, maybe I mentioned, like, A, I've, I've always been surprised that I ended up being a writer. Like, um, because as if you, until I think the day I almost ended up with a job in journalism, I would never have thought that would, that would happen. Because um, I remember like being at a school in, at school, and one time um, we had this like essay kind of uh, exam, yes. and um, and the, the teacher was like, "Here's how not to write um, <laughs> just like this essay." Kind of basically read out mine. I was like, I think, oh, I, no. I think I was yeah, I think I was like must be like eight years old or something. But I remember being, like fairly traumatized, being like, "Oh man, like my writing is terrible. Like I should never like write anything." Um, and I think it, it took, I legit think it took me probably until university, like maybe over 10 years later before I was like, I was like, oh, you know what, actually, you know, I, I think I write like kind of fairly decently, you know, um, and kind of got a, a sort of pleasure out of going back over my essays and sort of changing words and the structure and being like, oh, you know, this reads a lot better now, um, second time, second draft around. Um, so I think like, I don't know, I mean... I guess perseverance, you know, I think if you really want to do something, you know, don't be put off by um, sort of like um, maybe even teachers or just like negative experiences. Um, 
in, in your youth, I think you, you still can do it. I would say like, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm proof of that. Um, and you also mentioned last time that you have to write. So if you think something about this, you have to write and keep on writing and keep it on, on your record. So you have this practice and you can change the sentence. Yeah. He's speaking on behalf of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah. he remembers. <laughs> You're sparking some recollection. But no, it's true. Yeah, like, um, like yeah, I just, I, I wrote for kind of my own pleasure benefit a lot um, when I was younger, like just... Little, yeah, food reviews, uh, film reviews, book reviews for like, like a blog myself. Um, I, I never published it. I never put hashtags on them or sent them to anyone. So God knows if more than like a dozen people kind of ever stumbled upon them. But it was, you know, I just I enjoyed it. And I think it, it, it turned out to be like good, good practice. Um, and, and I think for writing, probably the best thing to do is just to read a lot. I honestly, I think the more you read, um, the more you just... You, you pick up like the way things are written you just you kind of subconsciously absorb like okay this is how like a newspaper article is written um even you don't have to like you know sit down and have someone tell you yeah. like oh you need to start with like who what when where why at the start you you read enough you just pick up that like yeah the crucial information is all here and then come the quotes and you just kind of pick it up and even with like longer form or like feature writing you just you, you gain a subconscious sense of this is the kind of information that whatever like a, a food feature talks about they talk about maybe like who the cook is what the kind of ingredients that they are they use um their style of cuisine you just and the more you read like say the more you just you absorb it whether consciously or not and i think um you you notice kind of styles of writing that you that you like yeah. that, that i think you eventually kind of emulate again maybe whether consciously or not um so for writing, I think, yeah, probably number one is just, is just read as much as you can. Read and remove the blueberries from the cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Exactly. And how about you? So how, do, how do we become like so cool like you? You're so cool. Okay, I would definitely not say that. I'm not going to tell you how I became cool, Gagan. That's a secret recipe that I will never share with the world. I was hoping to get some tips too. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm the one most in need of it here. <laughs> Definitely not cool. But honestly, if I were to say anything that is like in not inspirational, what, what did you just say? Motivational? Yeah. I would just say that like everything is a stepping stone. So for you, like you had a shitty teacher tell you you were shit and then you sort of gain confidence in other ways. So maybe that motivated you to, to want to do better or something. I don't know. But like for me, like I remember I love doing PR and marketing. That's like what I really enjoyed doing. And I loved doing F&B. That was my favorite thing to do. But then eventually I started not enjoying my jobs because I was promoting stuff I didn't believe in. So as a vegetarian, I had to promote steakhouses. It was really, it was tough. I had to pretend how much I liked it. I had to write about it and tell you how juicy and succulent my number three at McDonald's is, okay? I hated it. And then sometimes I just had to eat some steak and I just didn't enjoy it. So then that's when I left my job and then suddenly I randomly stumbled across like a job posting that it was about sustainability. And I was like, damn, like if I hadn't waited, I think I wouldn't have stumbled upon the opportunity, you know? So I think everything is a stepping stone. You get to where you are because of timing. But so, you got to be ready. And you got to be ready. But also I was lost for six months. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I was just doing all this stuff that I really like couldn't be fucked with. I had no motivation. I wasn't doing a very good job, I think. So after some time, I just was like, something came up and I think it was just timing. It was just kind of like fate almost. But now you're happy. 
so happy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you guys, man. Thank you for thank uh, you. being thank with you. us. Thank you. Um, uh, we should definitely drink very soon. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to my tea espresso martini. Tea espresso martini. We have new cocktails now. So I don't care. Know. I don't want them. <laughs> you know wow. I don't drink anything else. See you guys. Else. See you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, that's for the camera. Oh, I'm not hello. Oh. <laughs> that's for the camera. We'll see you. <laughs>